You're listening to the Sports Brothers Podcast by Sam and Brian Dostal. Everything sports, all the time. How are we all doing today? It's a great day for a podcast. It's a great day to talk about some sports. And it's the Sports Brothers Podcast with Sam and Brian Dostler. Sam, you're actually back on this podcast after uh, a, what's been a week off or so for you. Is this technically a guest appearance? Kind of. I was. I went by myself last time because of uh, some audio technical technical difficulties. And, and what I said on that podcast, Sam, I said, trust me, your ears were sort of bleeding if you listened to that podcast. Because I almost it was started crying bad. midway through that. It was bad. Experimental, not in the same place podcast. It was, it was really, 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 should I keep going? No, it, it was it really, really bad. It was really bad. Uh, so, yeah, it, it just wasn't good. Sam was in State College. He will tell you about all of his, his experiences later on. In the show uh, today, of course, it is uh, Tuesday, July 14th, 2015. It is 3.50 p.m. And a shout-out to Damon Gray. Happy 21st birthday. Yesterday, Richard Hansen, he turned 20. So two big birthdays uh, for... Wowie. Wow, yeah, exactly. There you go. To quote the great Chris Dostler. <laughs> God. Right? That's his God. That That's one of his go-to phrases. It's the sarcastic wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wowie. Anyways, I did something where I re- reminded me of him over the weekend. Oh, you know what it was? Uh, yeah, <laughs> brilliant question on my part. The second game in Williamsport, because we went State College to Williamsport. Second game, I was a little hungry before they brought the media food up, so I was like, "I'll go get a hot dog." And I'm thinking I'm going to get a hot dog. I walk up to the uh, the concession stand and I ask, "Do you guys have hot dogs?" And then I look at the woman and go. That was the dumbest question I could have ever asked. And she was la- – we, we joked about it, and I was like, oh, please tell me someone else has asked that before. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, good. I feel better. So a, a dad moment. I went back yesterday and to get a little something to eat before the food came up to the, cons- uh, to the press box, and it was the same woman. And I go, do you guys have any hot dogs? And it took her a half a second, but she looked at me, and she started dying. Well, that's good. El- Good thing she remembered who you yes. were. Otherwise, it'd yes, been... it was a good laugh. We had a good laugh. All about right, it. good because if she... she wasn't looking up at first, yeah, 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 but then she looked up and she was oh, and she started laughing. It was pretty funny, but that's it's kind of a dad moment. That definitely is a yeah. dad moment. And I walked away and I was like, oh man, something dad you're, would. You're do. turning <laughs> to the old man. You're turning into the old man. The belly's gonna come out sooner. The gray whiskers will follow. All right, Sam. Before we start. I got a. I have a story to tell you that I've been waiting and waiting and waiting to tell. So I'm going to say it now, before I forget. So this is back on July 3rd, the day before the 4th of July. You have been waiting, huh? It's been. It's really been a while. <laughs> have you told anyone else this story? Just mom and dad. So, anyways, it's July 3rd, the day before the 4th of July. It's a big fireworks night, the Rockets game, and everything, and and uh, everyone's in the patriotic spirit. And, of course, you've been to plenty of sporting events. There's always the people that they go in the field or court and they uh, they what they uh, they send the, the shirts into – They launch them. Launch slingshot them. Slingshot them into the stands. There you go. And uh, so they were doing that at the Rockcats game. And the person that was the one that was actually in the middle and actually doing the slingshotting, first one, it was pretty good. It went in the stands. Second one, flunk. It went in, went in the field. 
Third one goes into the dugout. He's getting booed. Does it a third time. Messes up again. Just So then he just picks up the shirts, throws them into the stands. That person that was misfiring was your former roommate, Matt DeBona. <laughs> not to mention, not to mention that, again, since it was the day before the 4th of July, he had red, white, and blue I pants on. I saw that picture. He, he, that was a Halloween costume for him one year. <laughs> so he had red, white, and blue pants on. So whenever he went anywhere on the field in the concourse, uh, everyone just... <laughs> knew who it was. And I'll tell you, he doesn't have the greatest throwing arm in the world either. I didn't. I didn't. I'm not going to critique his I've, throwing. I, I, we've we've tossed the baseball around back in the day, back in the the good old college days, and um, he was much more apt as a football player and a wrestler than as a baseball player. It was. It was. So I mean, <laughs> you know, if it was like one of us out there, we could freak. We could freak. We could wing it. You know? Oh yeah, obviously. I always think, especially, well, Rockette Stadium. It's a little bigger, but like a lot of the stadiums, especially Dodd. There's just this one level, and they slingshot them. Just throw them. Yeah, it looks cooler. Yeah, but you don't get the really – it's amazing how often people struggle with the slingshot. Remember UConn oh, games? Oh, UConn games, it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. It happens all the no time. No one practices it, I would imagine, and they just kind of go, oh, how hard could it be? And then – Matt came up in the press box – like after the game, he he never comes in the press box, right? So I was like, oh, you know, there's an opportunity to to kind of tease him. And he goes, I go, Matt, what happened out there? He goes, don't even ask me, don't even want to talk about it. And then he he just like left. And I had my post game, so I I couldn't say much more. But it was really funny. Should I text him about it? You could. I think I'll See. shoot him a little. Heard you had a uh, tough go with the slingshot on uh on the third of July while you were rocking your. American flag. Pants. That's the worst part of it, right? Yeah. I mean, you can mess up, right? right. But, but, but if, if, you, if, if you're in the every, if you're in the July second outfit where you have the Rock Hats top, where you have the Rock Hats polo yeah. and the khaki pants, yeah, you blend in with the crowd. No one, no. But if you're walking around with <laughs> the one day where you can't mess up, the one day where you where you purposely wear something to look different than others, it, it just didn't work out. I wonder right. if that's why he went out there. He's like, "Oh, look! I got the pants. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do this today." <laughs> he's probably all fired up. And then I haven't seen him since to do through that slingshot. I don't know if he's afraid. He might be afraid of it, but he got booed. He definitely got booed. They wouldn't recognize him. No. All right. Well. Anyways, let's start the show, huh? Um, we're going to talk about the the Hartford Yard Goats, the new logo later on in the show uh, today. Last night, the home run derby. Sam didn't watch it, but I did. Fantastic. Uh, then we'll do a little LB All-Star preview, talk about trade rumors, uh, some you know, Kirk Newenheist hit three home runs the other day. City bus tour, stop number four, Dallas, Dallas, Texas. And did you you ended up doing the, the D.C. one? Yeah, I mean the sh- Chicago one. Chicago one, right. Yeah, right. Uh, Chicago, yep. Speaking of that, Michael Jordan, he got all four votes. No surprise there, so he will most likely – he has advanced. more championships than votes in our poll. There you go. <laughs> it says a, says a lot. Uh, so we'll do Dallas today. And folks, you might be a little uh, might be a little angry, upset because there's some really good players that left off that list. Um, again, talk about the yard goats. Will Jordan Spieth get the third leg of the calendar Grand Slam? Some Wimbledon and stump the bro. And Sam says he has a little bit of a different kind of a stump the bro question today. So Sam. 
Let's start off with the home run derby. You were not able to watch it. No. But I'm telling you, I never thought I would say this because I'm I was I'm always a guy that says the best thing one of the best things about baseball is that there's no clock in baseball. But having a clock in the home run derby was the best thing that could have happened because you guys got you you have guys that are just launching balls all over the field, right? I mean, they're just going and going and going so at points where the camera camera guys can't even keep up with it because they're trying to capture the, the drop of the ball, then get the next swing. There was, what was it, uh, Prince Fielder beat, or Josh Donaldson, this, I didn't see this part, but I think Josh Donaldson beat Prince Fielder 14 to 13. Yeah, there were some high because, total because I had the tracker going, and it was like, and I thought one round was over, and I thought Jock Peterson didn't hit any. And then, what does he go and put up in his first round match? I the first round I didn't I didn't see because uh, and and Machado would put up a big number too. It was the most home runs in any. Uh, but it was just they were flying out. I was yeah, like, wow, they were left and right. They were going crazy. I was like, look at these numbers. This is awesome. You had this is awesome. You had buzzer beating home runs. Todd Frazier. He needed. When I texted you, what I said it was fourteen to five. Peterson with two thirty five left. The dude had ten home runs. In 235, Do you think that and it, he won. It worked better this way? Oh, I mean, absolutely. I just, oh, hands down. There's no doubt about it. Is it just it. rapid fire? Oh, it's just going and going and going. It's it's, it's swing and get you ready. Can, you can take one timeout. You get one minute, one minute timeout, which, of course, players used. And, I mean, the crowd was just going nuts. Of course, Cincinnati guy, Ty Frazier, who won it, the crowd was behind him. Oh, it it was it was fantastic. It was awesome. It's it's must watch TV now. I mean, I always watched it, but now it's I'll tell like you, last year's really did drag. It did. I mean, Yasiel Puig had zero. It really dragged last year. I remember that. It it took. I mean, it took over th- three hours. And what time did it end uh, last? Like ten thirty. Yeah, that's perfect. Two and a half hours. Yeah, I mean, you can't really watch much more of a home run derby to be honest, because because uh, you know, I was at Damian Kempe's house with a bunch of friends, and I'm thinking, oh, jeez, we still got another. Hour. An hour and a half of hanging out. We watched the All-Star Celebrity Game. Snoop Dogg, he <laughs> tries to rob a home run from Vladimir Guerrero when the ball was 50 feet over the fence. Vlad played. Vlad played. Great stuff. Dude, I, Vlad would be an unreal slow-pitch softball player. Oh, my God. You're, oh, man. He, monster shots. Just probably moon shots, right? Oh, yeah. Actually, his first swing, he popped up in foul territory. Should have been caught. I forget who, who probably missed so it. probably so darn high. I <laughs> I think it was uh, I think was it Hutchinson, Todd Hutchinson from the um, from uh, the, what's that TV show? It's right into my tongue. Can't remember it. It's really bad of me. But then you know he gets that second chance and he just hits a monster home run. Yeah, but you try catching a. Uh, oh, I know, I know. A um, a pop fly from. It's amazing how in those celebrity games they just get like the hottest softball players. Jenny Finch is there. Jordan Sparks was there. Uh, was, was Jenny it, Finch pitching again? Jenny Finch was pitching again. I wonder what her win-loss record is in this thing. She's always on the mound. Chris, de- she definitely has the most mount. She definitely has the most starts in uh, celebrity softball history. Kerb her streak went yard. It was good I bet stuff. He has a good swing. No, he left-handed. Left-handed. Really? Yeah, surprise. Did he throw the football lefty? I don't know. I don't think so. He doesn't seem like a lefty. No, he always struck me as a righty. Yeah. If you know, if there was such a thing of if you could tell if someone's a lefty and right without even knowing. Uh, and lastly, about the All Star Celebrity Game, Andy Dalton, Sam, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, 
hits two home runs, and gets booed by his hometown fans. You want to know what they're saying? We don't want you hitting home runs in a celebrity all-star game. We want you throwing touchdown passes in playoff games. <laughs> Poor Andy Dalton. I mean, my God, the, the, the redheaded machine just he can't catch a break. No, he can't. He can't do it. He can't. He's got over he's got over forty wins as as a Bengal quarterback, signs a huge extension, and Mom just knocked on the door and walked away. Probably tell us to calm down. Is that what that meant? Probably. Or is that a I want to come downstairs? I don't know. Dude, poor Andy Dalton. you know, and I don't know. You're still making the playoffs every year. Still. Something's got to change. Yeah, no, I know. Something's got to change there in Cincinnati. I'm surprised they keep bringing Marvin Lewis back. That, yeah, me too. I mean, me, me too. But I guess that's another discussion for another day. Not till uh, that's in NFL season. Uh, so yeah, Homer Derby loved it. Uh, but moving forward to tonight, it's the MLB All Star Game, and Sam, we got a couple new new faces here. Brock Holt, his first All Star selection. Uh, you got Matthew from the Colorado Rockies and Albert Pujols. Sam, he hasn't been there in four years. It's his first time as Anaheim Angel. That's amazing, Angel. isn't it? Four years, right? I mean, he made he made the All Star game nine of his first ten years, and you would just think he's an automatic every year, every year, every year. But he hasn't been there in four years, and I think that that's just really a reminder of how you just have to be that yeah. great every year, and it's not a guarantee. And that's the thing where <clears throat> I heard the the argument the other day. Um, you know, Clayton Kershaw is not having as good of a year as he's had in the past, and he wasn't originally in the All-Star game, and I don't think he should have been in the All-Star game. Uh, at the beginning, you know, obviously things worked itself out where he eventually did get in, and he it got down to the point where he was deserving because that's the realm of players that they were in. And someone <coughs> was making an argument on one of the national uh, networks about how he should have been in already based on what he's done as the best pitcher in baseball the last handful of seasons. Do you think that's true? I don't think that's true. I, what does last year has, have to it do has with making to do. the All-Star game? It, and then they made the argument, well, Derek Jeter got in. That's different. That's a completely that's a different, different story. Situation. That's a situation. This guy is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's, been, he's one of the all-time greats. He's a legend in the game. And he should be in for the fans to give him – uh, one last big round of applause, blah, 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 Absolutely. all that good stuff. And that right there is why this game shouldn't count, and it should be an exhibition because a guy like Derek Jeter is starting in the game even though he might not deserve it. I have mixed feelings if it should be or should not be. It shouldn't. I mean, because it certainly adds to the magnitude of the game, it, but of the importance. <sighs> and I've told you, I've said this to you before, Sam. I don't think it changes the game. I honestly don't. It, it, have you looked at an All-Star game differently ever since that rule was implemented? It was a knee-jerk reaction by Bud Seeley, and I think at some point Rob Manfred is going to reverse this. I think he's going to change it at some point. I'm in favor of naming the All-Stars, having play the first thing, the, the starting starting nine, uh, and and letting them come back in the later innings. No, you can't do that. I, I But I like that. I mean, if you want to see no. the best of the best – I mean, then they gotta be playing the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. But th that's another I mean, reason why it's it, an exhibition. It, in the Pro Bowl, right. in in the NBA All Star Game, you got guys that are playing. I mean, you got if 
Tom Brady. He'll be out there in the fourth quarter. You got uh, Calvin Johnson out there in the fourth quarter. You got LeBron James fourth quarter. You know, nothing. No They're offense. All exhibitions. Though. It's not baseball's different. You got more guys to go through. You got more guys to play. I mean, you, you look at it, and a guy, um, a guy, a guy who's out of the playoff race already or very much on the outside could be determining. Jonathan Papelbon, Bry. He's an all-star this year, and he's probably going to be pitching in a high-leverage situation uh, in this game with possibly the NL winning, and he's going to implement – you're telling me Jonathan Papelbon on a team that's what? What are they, 21 games out of first place? Something well, like that? They just got their 30th win. Yeah, I mean, they're like 21 games out of first place, I think. And you have a guy like Jonathan Papelbon who, yes, he deserves to be an all-star. He's having a good season, a great season. But a guy like that shouldn't be determining anything. It should be like every other sport, other with the exception of football, of course. But the team with the best record during the regular season gets the home field advantage. It's plain and simple. There's really no if, and, or buts about it. I, it's, it just blows my mind. And, and even before uh, Bud Sea League put this rule into effect in the early 2000s, they alternated it every year between National League and American League. So – a team that had 10 less wins in the regular season, they could host the all. The, they could be the home team, uh, have home field advantage just because it was an American League year. Please give me a break. It's ridiculous. It's the stupid. Just baseball doesn't get it. They don't get it. My see again. The, I'm 50-50, but my bigger thing is I want to see the stars play in the seventh, eighth, ninth innings. I I want the position players. I want Albert Pools out there in the eighth inning versus the first inning. Yeah, I understand most people are watching it. The the peak audience is watching it at, at eight o'clock. Yeah. I understand that, but if you can incorporate something where you're ha where, where you have uh if where, where you would have uh Mike Trout up at the plate in the ninth inning versus Brock Holt. Right. You know, I mean. You have Mike Trout going up against. Uh, Jonathan Papelbon. Or. Papelbon or, you know, one of the other. Trevor Rosenthal. Yeah. that That's what you want to you know, see. Yeah. You, and, and, yeah, you great Brock Holtz in the game, but you, he's not the guy. That people pay to see. Deciding. No. Especially with the, where the Red Sox are. Do the. Uh, you want Bryce Harper up in the ninth inning. Do the Kansas City Royals want Brock Holt? Up with runners on in second, runners on second and third, two outs in the in the ninth inning. And if he gets a hit, the American League takes the lead. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, you'd certainly rather have a guy like Mike Trout. And plus, that would I think that would keep the viewers through. Incorporate something. I mean, maybe play pl play him in. Like I think that'd be kind of baloney if if you just announce him and then had other starters. But let him play an inning, and then kind of take everybody but out. I, I don't know that they'd want to do that. I th but if you want more interest, then because I mean it's it's obviously it's an event, right? The whole yeah. the starting lineups, all the videos and the introductions, like it's it's a big event. So that's why I think you need those guys playing the first inning. But again, you know, Trout versus Rosenthal in the ninth inning is a lot better than Brock Holt Rosenthal in the ninth inning. No offense to Brock Holt. No offense. We love Brock Holt. We're, we we're Red Sox fans. We're, I'm a big Brock Holt fan. Big Brock Holt fan. Big broccoli. Uh, let's. I had something else to say on that topic, but oh, you think the game should count though? You don't mind that? I mean, it, it's something to play for. It's... Do you need something to play for though? I understand it. Baseball it's... is the one sport where you can't halfway it. I think. Anyways. No. I mean, football you can, but in. 
That's where you get hurt. You know, but you know what I mean? Baseball, you can't really halfway it. If you're a pitcher that throws 95 miles per hour, you're going to be throwing 95 miles per hour. Remember when Brad Penny was touching the gun a hun- like 100 yeah. miles an hour? Remember when he was an all-star starting pitcher? <laughs> um, Oops. You know what? I, I watched the other morning because I saw a tweet. It's uh, Yesterday was 16 years ago, the all-star game at Fenway Park in 1999. Ted Williams and then Pedro Martinez getting the start. Now, I remember Pedro pitching, but his prime years were when, and you're younger than I am, his prime years were when I when I was a younger baseball fan and wasn't as knowledgeable and didn't appreciate as much. The movement on his changeup. Oh my god! Oh yeah! Oh my god! I was there. The one against Barry Larkin. <laughs> just any of them, but yeah, the one again. But I'm just like, oh my god! Were you watching the one that was on Fox Sports One? Uh no, I. And I searched it on uh, YouTube, so I watched it on YouTube. Because uh, I, 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 was, I was watching that. I was watching that part. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Just like, what the heck is that? He, he just set down three Hall of Fame. Well, Sammy Sosa to be determined, but he won't be a Hall of Fame. But I mean, caliber and I'll players. I always that punch through that guy through uh, who stole. Um, he threw that guy out stealing in the '99 All Star game. Yeah, I have no. I I only know those three outs. I I couldn't well, tell you one that game. There was a strike him out, throw him out. I think it was Matt Williams he threw out, and you're like, oh, I want to see if he can strike out the side, you know? Mm-hmm. And he probably would have. Shill started that game. Yeah. Did you know Scott Williamson was in that All Star game? Really? Yeah. For the Diamondbacks? No, for the Reds. For the Reds. It was kind of funny, you know, just look watching them go down. Uh, Paul Bird was in that All Star game. But you look at some of those guys, Bri. So much smaller? No, bigger. Oh. Like that unnatural. Oh, so a few oh. of the guys, it's like that un. You know, uh, Mark McGuire was a big guy, but there were some of those guys where they had those big hunched shoulders, and it's like, yeah, you were juicing. <laughs> and, you know, at the time, you don't think anything of it, but you're just looking them go down, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, look at you. <laughs> <sighs> All right. You wanted to move on, though? Yeah, let's uh, talk some NBA or NBA MLB trade rumors, Sam. It's an exciting time. July thirty first trade deadline is coming up. Uh, you got some names swirling around the trade market. One of them we already mentioned, Jonathan Pavelbon. Uh It's it's a guy that's been rumored to Toronto. He's Pavelbon even said I would consider a trade back to Boston. Please no. Um, I don't want to watch him pitch. You know, he's like, hey, buddy, you would be the closer because I got a guy named Koji Uihara if you were to go there. Uh, but uh, by the way, do you have that article up that I sent you? Okay. Um, you know, who do you think is most likely to get moved out of this list that we see? I mean, a couple of these guys have to be, I mean, there's a bunch of Johnny Cueto. Um, we're hearing that the Astros are, are the, uh, are in the lead right now to get him. Uh, but I think the Astros need a little bit of a boost right now. Yeah, right now they've lost, what, 8 of 9 or 9 out of 10 going into the All-Star really break? Really stumbling. Yeah, they're no longer in first place in the, in no. the AL West. No. And I think you got to give the Angels a lot of credit because they, they really got off to a very slow start. And you had a lot of people questioning uh, what they've been doing. And, uh, and then they, they fired their GM, and now they're, I mean, they haven't made any real changes other than sending Kirk Newenheis back to the Mets. <laughs> How about Kirk? Captain Kirk. He goes off for under 100. Coming in hitting .091. And he hits three homers. That's what's great about baseball. You can be really bad. Astros have lost six in a row, by the way. They've what? Lost six in a row. Six in a row, yeah. 
Eight out of ten. Yeah. Because <laughs> you texted me, and then it happened to be the uh, free game of the day on MLB.com, so I was listening to the radio call when he hit his uh, his third one. <laughs> I think it was Howie Rose who was on the play-by-play at that point, and they're just like, oh, my God. I mean, look, Josh Hamilton hit four a couple of years ago. Yeah, but he uh, was stud then. Yeah, that's when he was really good. But Kirk Neuenheist, I mean, that's that's so random. He's up to, like, 130 now on the year. You couldn't even do that in a video game, hit three hours with Kirk Neuenheist. I mean, he just – and it was – all parts of the field. He showed some opposite field power, then pulled it. He was going all over the place. Mets, baby. They're right there. They're right there. No no, no, Steven Matz. No, but, you know, he's their best hitter for a while. Matt Harvey. How about these pitchers, though? Dude, they they're just, just ripped, don't they? <laughs> well, but people forget Harvey. His first year when he came up in um, his first season, he hit the ball pretty well. He's just getting his timing back after missing all that time. Right, that's what it is. Now he's getting his power swing in yeah. there. I mean, he, even Bartolo's got a few RBIs this year. <laughs> Bartolo Colon swinging a baseball bat. Not too many more things comical see, than uh, that. Did Lariano's hit the other night? Were you watching the Sunday night game at that yeah. point? Yeah. 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 I was like, look at this guy go. Fun fact, State College, where I was, their field, same exact um, dimensions as PNC Park. With the exception of, you know, the right field wall at PNC is 21 feet high for Roberto Clemente. It's 18.55 at Penn State. Can you guess why? 18, is that the student section? Nope. It's the year the school was founded, 1855. 1855, yep. There you go. Look at you with those facts. But save it for later because when we do a reset, you can talk more about your. It just seemed fitting we were talking about the Pirates. Penn State. Raise the Jolly Roger, huh? Two walk-off wins, just stunning the Cardinals going to the All-Star break. It's as good as it gets for regular season baseball. It really does. McCutcheon with the walk-off home run, and then uh, who was it? Cer- no, Cervelli tied it. Yeah. Uh, I forget who won. Marte? Was it, it was Blanco, wasn't it? Bla- yeah, that's who it was. I mean, just, just that two, fly. two great two great wins for the Pirates uh, there. Um, talking about some other rumors Jay Bruce, he's on the market as well. There's uh, the the Reds, you know, at this point, saying that they got to be sellers. Yeah, I mean, this group isn't working. They're, they're, it's not. They made the playoffs and then they had that two zero lead. Remember? Yeah. Uh, one of the years the Giants won. The, the, uh, their, 2012. And then their World Series is this these last couple days, like today, and, and Todd Frazier winning it for the hometown crowd. I mean, it's like it's, the Twins last year when Glenn Perkins got the save. Yeah. How about those Twins? Right? I mean, they're in there. What's wrong? My computer just shut off and restarted. That's not good. That was weird. Uh, Yeah, the Twins are right there. Brian Dozier. And what was that great, that uh, the Detroit, you sent me, who, who tweeted it? John Morrissey tweeted it. Detroit, eight or more games out of first place for the first time since... Uh, in the month of July. In the month of July, since 2005. Since 2005, I used yeah. that on the broadcast. I figured you would. Do you talk about the Tigers that, like the Detroit Tigers? Oh, all a little much? bit, not all that much. Miguel Cabrera when he went down. Yeah, you'd mention it. But yeah. Still here, man. This is the Connecticut Tigers. We're, yeah. we're completely different. Yeah. Futures game was the other day as well. Uh, Trevor Story was in that game. Played for the Rockets. He's now in AAA uh, Colorado. Not sure what the AAA affiliate is, but um, I would say AAA Rochester, but that's Minnesota. Uh, but yeah, story, and he he had a triple, I believe. It was at least a double. 
It's a storybook ending on its way. Wow. Is that good? Aaron Judge had a good game I as saw well. That. God, he was he was a bomb. What are you referring to? Have I told this story in the po- Well, anyways, Aaron Judge was uh, the summer I was on the uh, Cape working for the Brewster Whitecaps. Aaron Judge was on the team, and he hit the longest home run I've ever seen there. The fence was I think three twenty five, where the Whitecaps played, and then there were these trees, big pine trees probably i don't know 60 65 feet they were they were tall he hit and they were about 20 to 30 feet past the fence he hit this ball over the trees and the crack of the bat was unlike any crack of the bat it was just because i was actually it was i heard it better because i we were on a three-man rotation with uh when my buddy there when my buddy was there eric eric um that was the Worst person I've ever met, and I don't care if he listens to this for some reason and hears it. Um, although I cut all ties with him as soon as he left. Anyways, it was a three-man rotation, and my boy Brian Clemenson was uh, on the air that inning. So I was outside, and I was actually talking with Brian's mother, and I was sitting on the bleachers, and we're just talking, watching the game, paying attention, of course, and then just, just Boom. gone. It was. It was just whoa. So most impressive home run you've seen in person? Yes. Easily. Yes. All right, this is Ryan Braun's right up there. He hit what, one at what, Fenway. Fenway. I don't think you were at that game. I no, think it was a game the, I went with the Keatings. You went with the Keatings when I didn't go to junior prom. <laughs> All right, priorities, huh? Hey, man, you know, Red Sox game, prom. Easy choice. This is that ball got out so quick. Sorry, dude. Jesus. Sorry. You had your chance. This is the Sports Brothers Podcast with Sam and Brian Dostler. We've gone over Home Run Derby and talked about some stories. Uh, next is going to be a city bus tour stop to Dallas, Yargoats logo talk, British Open, and then Stump the Bro. But, Sam, you had quite the experience in State College. Tell us about it. Yeah, it was, uh, first off, their creamery. Woo! So I ended up getting ice cream. Remember I said I was going to go find the creamery? Yep. Unbelievable vanilla ice cream. Might be the best I've ever had. Wow. Better than the Yukon Creamery, I think. Wow. Yeah, it was good stuff. I'm going to have to go to the Yukon Creamery to compare. Wowee. Wowee. But the highlight of State College, well, I did play golf on a nice course. They have a good golf program there. Jeremy Vikowskis went through it. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. They have the Penn State courses, played the white course. And what's really cool about it, the sixth, uh, the original white course there was designed by a former British Open champion. That uh, was designed, he won in the tw- 1920s sometime. And then, unfortunately, most of it got knocked down to build a new, to build to put buildings up. Anyways, holes six through 14 are his, and it's a very different from the rest of the course. Very link style, great course. But I know you were jealous of this. Got a tour of Beaver Stadium. Got to go on the field, walk through the tunnel, went in the uh, locker room. How did you exactly level. get into this tour, though? Well, I was. we get there way before the games. So the bus gets there at about 3.40, and I was going to go walk around campus, go get some ice cream. It was a beautiful day. And I'm walking, and I see these people walking into the stadium. And I was like, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe these people are supposed to be there, or maybe they're just letting people walk in. So I walk over. 
and the guy goes, "Oh, we're you know we're 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 taking walk-ups and we're giving tours of Beaver Stadium." And I go, oh. he goes, it cost $15. I was like, here you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's do this thing. <laughs> and it, it was great. It was a guided tour. The guy who gave the tour, um, he's a, a lifetime Penn State guy. He was the lacrosse coach for for uh, just over 30 years at Penn State. And he, it, was, it was fantastic. Best it, part about it. What was the coolest <sighs> part about it? Probably... Um, just being on the field, and we, we we've been to a game. Were there. you on like at midfield? No, we couldn't go on the grass. The grass is like sacred; you can't touch it. So we were behind the goalpost where Penn State comes out on an astroturf part. But just looking at the enormity of it when it's empty, and when it's warm, and you can enjoy it, <laughs> it uh, it was it was um, it was very cool. I rang the victory bell. I rang it a little loud. I was having trouble ringing it, right? Everybody's ringing it, and they're just kind of dinging it, and I'm like, and I'm trying to do it quietly, so I'm just kind of, because the tour guide's talking while people are walking <laughs> around and stuff, and fi- so I'm like just trying to tap it, and then I yank it, and it gives this big ding, <laughs> and everybody, and I'm the guy, I'm by, everybody else is with someone, and I'm so I'm just by myself, because the rest of the team's in the stadium getting ready, and it just goes off, ding, and I'm like, and you know, you grab the bell, and I'm trying to make it quiet, and I'm like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying much because I am very, very jealous. It was very cool. The locker room's very not much happening. It's just kind of, you know, you see some of the big elaborate ones on TV, Oregon, uh, Alabama, Tennessee had a very nice, you know, you see a lot of those. Just no TVs, no nothing, just the lockers. You took a picture next to Hackenberg's jersey. I did. That was for your benefit. Yeah, I know. Um, I wasn't going to. I was just going to take a picture of it. Then the tour guy was like, do you want me to take your picture standing next to it? I was like, ah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if I have to. I didn't roll my eyes or anything like that, but I, I – anyways, yeah. All right. Shall we move on because we have dinner plans soon? All right, let's go to Dallas. <laughs> Great athletes, not a great city. Really? Yeah. You've seen it firsthand? Yep, went there for the Final Four. And if UConn hadn't won that Final Four, it probably wouldn't have been a – it still would have been going to the Final Four, but it would have been kind of a boring few days. Well, I think you've been disappointed either way, no matter what city it was if UConn lost. No, but, like, yes. But if it had been Indianapolis and UConn lost in the championship game, 
it still would have been a good time because there was a bunch of stuff to do, everything right downtown. But it's just so spread out. And it rained. But UConn won, so life was good at yes. that time. Yes, life was fantastic. <laughs> Couldn't get much better, to be no. honest, when UConn wins a national so championship. I, I think I broke my finger two days later. I, I've determined that, that, you know, that GM finger that I kind of got sticking Oh, basketball? Out. Yeah. It was like I came back on Tuesday, played basketball on Wednesday. Wow, what a trooper. Yeah, you know. Jet lag, nothing, uh, jet just, lag, just whatever, playing. I had work that night, and I, I think I broke it. Our uncle pointed that out to me. When I showed it to him, he's like, I think you broke that. And I was like, well, maybe I did. <laughs> All Anyways, right, here are – our I Dallas. Just said, let's speed it along, and here I go rambling on. Dallas right. athletes. We got six of them. We got two guys that are left off this list, and uh, they're. It, it, there's just a lot of good athletes to pick from. The ones that we selected, though, however, Cowboys running back Emmett Smith, Cowboys quarterback Roger Starbuck, Cowboys quarterback Troy Aikman, Mavericks. Starbuck. That's what I said. You said Starbuck. Oh my bad. Uh, Mavericks. He was a star, though. He was a star. Mavericks power forward Dirk Nowitzki, Cowboys wide receiver Michael Irvin, and Dallas Stars center Mike Madano. So let's go over the athletes. Uh, Emmett Smith played 15 years with the squad. He's the NFL's all-time lean rusher. That says a lot right there. 18,255, eight-time Pro Bowler. I mean, Emmett Smith, arguably the best running back in NFL history. I mean, you could e- easily say that. Uh, fun fact about him, he was actually drafted 17th overall out of Florida in the 1990 draft. Can you imagine 16 teams, Sam, passed Especially up on Emmett Smith? Especially in a day and age where running was much more important than it is. It's still important, but it's not as important. Yeah, that's amazing. The Colts in that draft, they selected Jeff George, the first overall pick, and he did not receive one Pro Bowl Selection in his entire career. Uh, let's Cowboys quarterback Roger Staubach, all eleven seasons with the for his entire career. Uh, and Sam, the thing about with with Staubach is that he's just widely loved by Dallas. Probably the most loved player in Dallas sports history. Uh, just six-time Pro Bowler, two Super Bowl championships, including uh, he had a 1963 Heisman Trophy win at Navy. Uh, but just really all around loves in the city of Dallas. Yeah, he certainly is, and and still, I mean, he's he's an iconic figure. And, and you, and did you not know, mention the Navy winning the Heisman? Well, and when Navy was a football power, yeah, when it was a power, and uh, so just, yeah, just, a, yeah, just a good guy. Just yeah, a, just a good guy. Troy Aikman, he's a star. T- Troy Aikman, you still hear him on Fox calling the games all twelve seasons with the Cowboys. Three-time Super Bowl champion, and it's interesting because a lot of Cowboy fans still think that Stahlback is the better quarterback despite the fact that Aikman has one more Super Bowl championship. Uh, you got a guy named Emmett Smith. Yeah. No, it's the best quarterback in franchise history. Well, I, I know, but I'm saying he had the guy. Oh, help. yeah. Uh, Aikman, he leads the franchise in career wins, pass attempts, completions, and interceptions. And then moving along, Dirk Davinsky, 13-time All-Star, Obviously, he's still with the Mavericks. Uh, he's the Mavs' all-time leading scorer, seventh overall in NBA history. And, Sam, he's part of one of the worst NBA trades of all time. On draft day, he actually originally was drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks at ninth overall, but they traded him. But uh, the Bucks traded him for the sixth overall pick to Dallas for a guy, for a guy named Robert Taylor. You probably never heard of him because his biggest accomplishment when you actually look him up is that he was a 1997 NIT 
MVP for Michigan. So he clearly peaked at college and did nothing in hey the man, NBA. Can't take that NIT MVP you away. Can't, you, you can't. can't. It's you can't. It's there forever. I mean, there's not many awards that Michigan has from the 90s, so that's that, a big that, one. That, that is, is a big that one. Is that too soon? Ooh, might be. Is that too soon? <laughs> Could be. Uh, moving on, Cowboys wide receiver Michael Irvin. Uh, 12 seasons, 1988 to 1999, 6'2", uh, known as the playmaker, three-time Super Bowl champion, five-time pro bowler, and leads the Cowboys in all-time uh, in a career. Leads the Cowboys all-time uh, in receiving yards. Uh, to me, he's one of those first wide receivers that was of the type that we see today where, you know, because that's what I think that's he, he's a receiver. That generation – with with Jerry Rice and uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Chris Carter, they're all smaller. That and that that's kind of the first. That's when the wide receiver kind of became what it is now. Yeah, because uh, Irvin is definitely he's taller. He's six foot two. He's he's a receiver you can just throw up to and go get him. I mean, how many of those receivers are there now? I mean, Gronkowski is a guy like that. Randy Moss is a guy like that. Uh, Larry Donnell for for the Giants. I mean, he's so tall as a tight end. He caught three touchdown passes right. again. I mean, he's effective. That he would never be used like that uh, in the eighties. I mean, that's how this, football that transpired. That is what started kind of the wide receiver stuff we see now. Then and then star center Mike Madano um, played eighty nine to two thousand eleven twenty one seasons uh, with Dallas. Won the first and only Stanley Cup with the Stars in 99, the only one that Dallas has in their franchise history. All-time American goal and point scorer, all-time points leader in Stars history, and just a huge fan favorite. And since he's left, hockey I don't think has been the same in Dallas. No. I mean, that was a player that they loved, that they rallied around, that they uh, had hope for that could lead him to the playoffs, into the Stanley Cup. And, and since then, Sam, you really haven't heard much from the Stars. No, you haven't. They uh they got the guy from the Bruins. That trade, Seguin. Oh, Tyler Seguin. Is that how you say it? I think so. All right. Good hockey talk. Yep. Um, <laughs> so those are the six guys in Sam. The last two, the honorable mention that did not make it, and it pains me that these two guys did not make it because they certainly have a case as well. Yeah. Uh, well, Nolan Ryan, and as you mentioned, he did a lot of his work pre-Texas Rangers, uh, mostly with Houston, but. Uh, as far as Texas goes, he's a, a Texas sports icon. Still works with the Rain. Well, did work with the Rangers. Yeah. And then um, <clears throat> defensive lineman Bob Lilly. Uh, some say best defensive lineman in NFL history and uh, first member of the Cowboys Ring of Honor. And that says something because uh, during their heyday, they had a lot, a lot, a lot of deserving guys. It's It was tough to leave, especially him off this list. But uh, you, you can't complain with the six guys no, that are here. No, it's a really good list. This is actually probably – this might be the best one so far. I think it's as the best one. As far as one. depth goes, yeah. you might have better players on other ones, uh, but as far as depth goes, this is the best one. Uh, you want me to start here? Go for it. I'm going to go with Emmett Smith. Is that who you, it looks like that's who you're going with? Yeah. Hey, you can agree. I mean, just any time you're the all-time leading rusher, you're the all-time touchdown scorer, uh, you went to the Pro Bowl eight times, Hall of Fame, Three-time Super Bowl champion. I mean, you can't argue with that. Yeah, you have the three Super Bowls from uh, Aikman, and Staubach has the two. Um, but he's he's might be the greatest running back of all time. Yeah. You can't pass that up. 
I mean, it's it's as simple as that. Again, a lot of great candidates, but yeah, I'll go Emmett Smith as well. So he's got an early two nothing lead already. So fans, please vote, vote, vote for the greatest Dallas athlete of all time. Uh, right now, I already mentioned Michael Jordan. He has four votes. Uh, Tom Brady is leading uh, for Boston, Washington D.C. Ovechkin, Alex Ovechkin, has the most votes as of right now. Again, I mean, I, I keep saying that you know this player won, this player won, but we're going to technically keep these polls open until. Uh, the segment is over, and we and then we can make that bracket. So feel free to uh, keep on voting for the other cities if you need to catch up. We appreciate uh, you know your time and your vote. So uh, all right, Sam, we got two more, or three, three more segments left. Yard goats logo, the Hartford Yard goats logo I came like out. I do too. I was very surprised. Yeah, you know it makes the name better. I think. I, I think I it think does they too. did a really good job. In case you haven't seen it. It's uh, a yard goat, and it's not too cartoonish. And it's biting on a wood bat that has the handle broken off. And uh, they, they did a really good job with the colors, too, the green and the uh, is that blue, right? Hartford Whalers yeah. uh, colors. I wonder if that's, that's probably what, what they yeah. went through for. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it looks good. Let me see that piece of paper. Oh, nice throw. I tried. Really? Like, now I – this is good radio, right? Yeah. Me trying to pick up a – piece of paper. All right, so for those of you that are listening and still don't know why they chose the name Hartford Yard Goats and you're not sure what a yard goat is, here is what the definition according to the Hartford Yard Goats themselves. So you really can't get much more uh, precise than this. Uh, the definition of a yard goat is a hardworking locomotive that moves trains from track to track, keeping the railroad moving. A minor league baseball player is like that yard goat working hard in his minor league city to keep his major league affiliate on track. So, Sam, that's how the Yard Goats envision uh, the reason behind their team name. I think it's pretty good. I mean, again, I, I approve this logo. I like it. The name's still, eh, because we don't really have a rich train history. Um, it's New England, though. Yes. Yes, it is. So, I mean, I... I, I can I see think it. Th- they've brought it back nicely, and uh, you can. <laughs> well, you interned for the Rockets. Part of, you can see part of the reasons they're leaving. But what was it? The pipe burst that's yeah, second pipe burst behind yesterday. second base. Yeah, the game got canceled. I guess it wasn't the first time. Yeah. That it's happened. I, I you know, I of course I wasn't looking for. I wasn't going to check my email because it was a beautiful day yesterday. I mean, you, you all saw it. It was sunny, 80 degrees. And I, I guess it was a f- noon game, so it's not like you had yeah. a chance of thunderstorms rolling in later in the night. Like if you if, if it were maybe a six thirty game like it usually is, and uh, I get there and you know no one was really kind of there. It was like yeah, oh, it's it's early like it's it's, it's ten thirty. Uh, maybe they just don't show up as as early for the earlier games, and uh, they told me to go home because the pipe burst. And the final before we get to stump the bro, uh, will Jordan Spieth win the third leg of the British Open? Can you pick against him? You could. You could, but there can is you that really? Option. Uh, you know, th- there's no McElroy this week. No, that's a tough break. That is playing soccer. Playing so- just kicking the foot. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> the <laughs> soccer <laughs> football around with his friend. And I mean, what are you gonna do? Be like, oh, come on, you can't be playing soccer. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, what's he gonna do? Sit there and he's, twiddle he's, his thumbs. He, he's got a life outside golf too. Sit there, twiddle his thumbs. Wait till he goes and practices again. All right, let's do it. Same as a different version of a question for something, bro. Here's the music. It's time to stump the bro. 
we go. Stump the bro. So is it, it's 5-3-U, right? Correct. As the Plainville citizen pointed yes. out. Yes. Um, there are four current Major League Baseball players that have more than 2,500 hits. Who are they? There are – wait, say – there are four active Major League Baseball players that have more than 2,500 hits. Who are they? Gee, this is a buster-only question, isn't it? No. This is or a, Jason Stark, I meant. Nope. This is a Bob the uh, the, the, uh, the, the head. Um, he's in charge of uh, seating at Connecticut Tigers games. All right. Think of this logically. Pool holes. One. One. All right. Um, Ortiz. No. No. All right. Uh, how many guesses, how many wrongs do I get? Three? You can go for a little. And I'll even give you this because it's a different one. I will give you until midnight tonight. No. No. Yeah, you get a little t- – because th- we get these questions and we get a chance to think about them because it's a lot of names. But, dude, this is a recorded podcast. Yeah, but we come can come back to it. You have till the end of our dinner to come up with the rest of the names. If you, But keep guessing for now. So how about we just stop? No. Do you have any other names in mind? You have till 7 o'clock tonight to come up with them. And don't ask Dad because I asked him this question already. You're not a big fan of the style, are you? No, I'm not. Cause Why? It's, it's a pretty easy question. D- I mean, it's I got it pretty easily, Brian. Yeah, but you also didn't have a microphone to your face. So, I was doing a million other things at the game at the ballpark before the game. It's pretty logical. There's three obvious ones. You got one of the obvious ones. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of this question, dude. Well, do you want me to give you the answers then? Yeah. You got Albert. Ichiro. Okay. A-Rod. Okay. Aren't those three pretty obvious? Okay, yeah. And then Adrian Beltre. I, dude, I mean, the, stump There's the bro. There's nothing wrong dude, with it, it's, it's supposed to be a quick little trivia question. That was quick. I got eh. those first three like boom, 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 and then it took me like two more minutes to get Beltre. Uh, you're a mess. What player holds the only record of 21 All-Star Game appearances? Tony Gwynn, Hank Aaron, Stan Musial, Hank or Aaron. Wade Boggs? Hank Aaron's correct. You're That's so stupid. Dude. Dude. That's a great question that I came up with. You didn't come up with it, though. It doesn't matter. All right, well, honest. All these trivia questions, they're floating around out there. You just got to grab them. Did you come up with that one? The Rockcats did. Okay, so they're just floating around out there. And you got to snag them when you see them. They're all recyclable. Recyclable. Just do your mic dropping mic get drop. out of here. That was a mic tap. This is a mic drop. All right, well, on that sour note, Sam. That's a great note, baby. 5-4. That's, that's not a good note. Sam is now trailing 5-4. to four. He walks up the stairs, and he's he's just an idiot. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Uh, stay tuned for the next one, folks. Make sure you vote for your for the greatest athlete in Dallas sports history. And also, feel free to critique this show as much as possible. We've been hearing from multiple people that you want more conversation and, and kind of less uh, structure, if you will. I think especially in that first half of today's show, we somewhat accomplished that. But 
keep the criticism coming. That's how this podcast is going to get better. That's how we're going to get better. And you're, and the listeners will uh, have a better time listening. So thank you once again for listening to today's show. Have a great day, everybody.